0: I knew it, I knew Diddy was fucking them rappers, I was trying to tell everybody, nobody was believing me, that Diddy, okay, hold on, let's do the intro, welcome back to the Foddy Show Podcast, I got a little ahead of myself, I got a little bit excited, because I've been telling people, I've been telling people, look in Diddy's eyes, look in Diddy's eyes, if you don't know who Diddy is, he's a rapper, more of a dancer, honestly, uh, Made a lot of his, and a big chunk of his career involved just dancing in the background of uh, his, uh, you know, music labels, artists, whatever. Apparently, he's been fucking them, too. Apparently, he's been fucking them. Meek Mill? He's been getting dogged by Diddy. I've been seeing, oh my god. The thing is, you can, I looked in Diddy's face. Not face to face, but like online when he's doing interviews. I'm looking into his eyes. I don't believe it. I look in his eyes and I just don't, I don't. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I look in his eyes. I don't see soul. I don't see soul. I just see purebred American ambition. When I say purebred, I mean like, you know when they take a pit bull? Not a pit bull, but when they take a, a Frenchie, like a French bulldog and they pair it with another French bulldog that's somehow more of a French bulldog. And then the the offspring is even like it's, it's cancerous. It's cancer of a dog just, you know. And then they take that dog, and they find an even Frenchier bulldog. I don't know how. And they keep doing that until they cannot breathe. And then you have this disaster of a... Cesspool of genetics. That's what Diddy is with American ambition. You know, he's like the American dream until it's just been bastardized into that. Until you just yearn for power to the point where you're just making straight men gay just to see if they will do it. Just power tripping. Just power tripping. That's All your career is just, I'm going to see if I can make this guy fuck this other guy for a Grammy. Let's see what happens. He's just like if you took American Ambition and just made it just degenerate. Just He's like, anybody seen the movie There Will Be Blood, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson? You know, this this oil man, this and this man that just uh, he uh, he he looks for oil and he's ambitious and he's like using his fake son. That's not his son that he adopted to get, you know, to make people, you know, like him in a town in 1920s California. He's like using anything and everybody around him just to pump oil. Well, that's Diddy, except he's pumping dudes. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. I never believed him. I never. I looked in his face. And I'm like, something else is going on there. Jay-Z, also billionaire in New York, you know, same recipe. I see somewhat of a soul. I see somewhat of a soul. You know why? Because he cheated on Beyonce. He cheated on... It, it takes soul to cheat on Beyonce. You don't just do that if you're a calculator robot. There's human flaw. There's the element of human flaw in that he cheated on Beyonce. He said, "I have Beyonce. I'm a fucking other bitch. I don't care." Well, he probably cares, but you know, my dick is hard right now, so I know. But Beyonce is not around, so so there's like an element of humanity. I believe I trust Jay Z. He feels a little more honest. Diddy, I look in his face. It's a calculated not math calculated but just i'm going to just squeeze he's like if diddy was in the bible he would be the snake that gave eve the apple because that's that's what it is essentially if like i see do you guys see the symbolism he told meek mill he would have it all he would just have everything for the apple the forbidden fruit and apparently the forbidden fruit was diddy's testicles that's the forbidden fruit it's super forbidden i'm not gonna lie it's one of the most forbidden things in pop culture diddy's balls and it's like if you take a bit of my forbidden fruit you can have it all you know that's how the snake you know tricked Eve into biting the apple and serving it to adam But I've... Come on, guys. Are we surprised? Are we surprised, really? Are we really surprised? Come on, now. I'm not. I'm not. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Years ago, I I just have this talent. Not to toot my own horn. Not to toot it too loud. But I feel like I have a good sense for these things. It's like a sixth sense. When it comes to these things, to just see through people. Because when it came to, and it's going to sound random, Bishop T.D. Jakes, you know, the preacher. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's a mega church preacher. My friends listen to him. He's a, fl- a fat black man, okay? That's all you need to know that preaches about Jesus. That's like every fat black man. But it's old fat black man with glasses, and he preaches and he sweats and he's out of breath when he, you know, gives his speeches and, and talks about God. My friends used to always listen to him, and I would look at him, and I'm like, huh, he's buying a private jet, has a lot of money, just goes on tour, goes on tour to preach about Jesus. You know, he's basically like, and he would hang around with Diddy. I would look at him like, that's a false prophet. Something off about him. Something off about a guy with a mega church that preaches about Jesus' teachings, and then just go support people. And it's like, hey, pray, pray to Jesus. I have billions of dollars, but pray to Jesus that you're gonna get food on the table tonight. Something about that just rubbed me the wrong way, and I would constantly tell my friends I would listen to him back in D.C. I would tell them something is off. Right. He's false prophet. It's off. It's, and my friends would be like, "Yo, what you're saying is messed up. You can't, you know, watch what you're saying. You know, your your words have impact." Your, your words, they influence the environment around you. You just watch what you say. I'm not going to tell you not to say it, but hey, be very careful with your words. And that was like 2021. 2020, 2021. Boom. Four years later. I'm right. I always end up right. Here's another thing. Another example. I'm going for a three-peat, okay? I, my PE teacher in high school. He gave me a C. I was the best in P.E. I love P.E. I like fucking running around. It was a good fucking switch up from all the other shit we were doing in the classrooms all day. We get to run around, play fucking sports. Yeah, I was good at P.E. I got a C. I got a C in P.E. And then another girl who would never show up, barely show up anytime. Like she was like kind of pretty in our class. Sometimes shows, sometimes wouldn't. She wouldn't like change to any sports attire, you know, shorty here. she would just fuck around in jeans when she did show up, she got an A, I literally, when I found that, I was yelling in the hallways of the school, this might, you know, not be appropriate to do as a student, or anybody, really, I was just yelling out, you're a pedophile, I was so mad, I was like, you're a pedophile, you're a pedophile, you like kids, that's why you, she got an A, I got a C, and I'm way better than her, I was like, you're a pedophile, straight up, you're a pedophile." You're a pedophile. You're a pedophile. I would just yell that. He's a pedophile in the hallways. And people were like, bro, you need to not do that. (laughs) And I kept doing it. Um, Fast forward like seven years later, you know, Uh, like six years later, five years. I don't know, something. News comes back to me. This is way after I graduated high school. News hit me. Apparently, he got fired because he would sneak peek into the girls' locker rooms when they would change. That's three for three. Come on now. Three for three. You cannot deny my my heart. Really, it's my heart. I have a good heart. And a good heart senses bad hearts. I, I knew with Diddy. I knew with TD Jakes and I knew it with my PE teacher. That's a good mix of people. Just an ambitious guy, a religious guy, and just but you know what? How difficult really is it to I said the PE teacher was a pedophile. I had like a 75% 75% fucking chance of being right. That's literally 75% of every P you know PE teachers are pedophiles. So okay, odds were in my favor but still i pointed it out i did anybody any anybody in a position of power is like you got to keep your eyes on cuz it takes it takes a certain amount a certain amount of fuckery to you know be diddy clearly you know he has good connections he has Resources that he can allocate in different directions to make, you know, a radio station or a TV network, you know, do what he wants. And um, that's like his business. And then his side hustle is turning straight man gay for the power. Just power tripping. He's a power file. That's what it is. You can see it in him. I remember I saw him one time close a deal with BET. And then once he hung up the phone, he was like, just took the fucking phone. It was like the early two thousands, because so it was the phones that you know that you had to like hang up, like place on the on the number dial thing. It has a little fucking cord on it. Fucking smashes the thing, smash like crushes, it. and he's like, oh, whatever I want, I can get. Whatever I want, I get. And then the cameraman just zooms into his face. And he's literally like a blank. Like, have you ever seen a white shark take a bite? How the eyes just rolls up in its head to protect it. He was like that. Just blank face. Just looking. Just breathing. Exhaling. (sighs) What else? What else? Whatever you throw my way, I can do. That's how he was behaving. I saw that. I was like... That is not normal human behavior. That's a psychopath. That is a psychopath. And then, with all the rumors of him setting up the hit on Tupac and all that, it's just a collective of absurdity. Even without that, though, even with that, you just have to look into his eyes. It's not genuine. It's like a psychopath is trying to emulate what human behavior or feelings or empathy would sound and look like. But this guy, he is, probably does cocaine, a lot of it. A lot of cocaine. There's no way he doesn't. There's no way he doesn't. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't trust and believe that he doesn't do cocaine. Are you kidding me? There's a lot of drugs involved in that. To be a guy like that takes a lot of drugs. <sighs> but yeah, I'm just I'm not surprised. I I am surprised that these men are like so quick to buckle. You know, there were rumors that he made inappropriate advances on Usher, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, bro, when he was a kid, when he was a kid. but it's like nothing they can prove really so they're like just like okay if i speak up not only am i not going to be able to prove it but then they're going to tarnish my career by pulling their strings so they just shut up about it that's how that's how they get them that's how they get away from doing it so cuz people are ambitious too not that ambitious but if you're not top dog ambitious you're not You're not calling the shots. You got to be either as ambitious as him or more to knock him out of his seat. And it's going to be difficult because, you know, he has all these resources. And when you're coming up, you don't. So even if you are as ambitious as him or more, you got to hide it. You got to hide your hand. You got to move real stealth around Diddy because he will fuck you if you don't. Oh, you want to get somewhere? I can take you there. Spread them cheeks though. And then if people are ambitious enough, they'll be like, "You know what? I'm gonna spread my cheeks and I'll get what I want." But that's just like that's that's if you don't have any any type of morality. You're like, "I'm just I don't care who I am as a person. Just get me there." I just want this thing. And that's essentially what it means to sell your soul. Like you take the soul out of yourself, like what makes you you just to get to this point. That's what selling your soul is just constantly um, constantly compromising. Until you're doing exactly what the system, as in you know, the or the industry wants you to do, the music industry, which is a uh, one hell of an industry, you just keep compromising your values. And you're like, okay, well, I, I don't really do these things, but I guess I'll do it this time, and then this time, and then this other time, and then I guess it's all the time. And uh, now the things that makes you you, which is your soul, you know, your your joy for life, what makes you you, has been compromised to nothing. And that's what selling your soul is. And that's what Diddy was doing. He's just compromising people. How much can I fuck with this guy? How much can I just take away from who this person is until they're exactly doing what I want them to do? For the road to riches. How, how badly do they want to be rich? I'm going to make them rich. That's not the issue. How much of them can I chip away until they're all what I want them to be for $100,000 or whatever the amount is, you know? I think that's what Diddy was power tripping. How much can I make this dude fuck other dudes? Like, how much can I really tarnish this human? How much can I break him? Like, what? what will it take to break this guy? I want to know. Let's do it. Let's see what it takes to break a man. And then he fucked Meek Mill. (laughs) And he was like, oh, he's holding up. Strong people from Philly. So that's what the report is about. I need them to take Diddy down. I need them to take him out. He has to go. Diddy has to go. Come on now. Diddy's too much. We don't need that. We don't need ditties. We don't need Diddy or people that are like him in anywhere, any workspace. He's like Harvey Weinstein. That's literally some Harvey Weinstein shit. Except it's worse because it's against men. <laughs> it's not worse because it's against men. But, you know, it's worse because I don't know why it's worse. Is it worse? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. But Harvey Weinstein was doing it for selfish reasons. Like he wanted to fuck hot models. Which is like when you're in a power position. That's all you can do to get him to fuck you. You have to be like, hey, you want this role? You gotta fuck me, you know? That's all you can do in that role. But Diddy, he, he wasn't even trying to fu- He said, he told another guy to fuck another dude. He just made other dudes... F- he wasn't even there. He's like, did you do it? He's like, yeah. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah, okay, you're, you're, you'll get the Grammy. What? You didn't even get a nut off, bro. You didn't even bust a nut off of that exchange. Why did you make that deal? I just want to see if I want to do it. There's something more sinister about that, you know? <laughs> There's something more sinister... Cuba Gooding Jr. In the midst of all this That man won an Oscar Everything is questionable now Cuba Gooding Jr. Is illegitimate Who is legitimate Who's left on The planet's surface There's a video of Cuba Gooding Jr. Just in the club Just yelling Somebody suck that baby dick It's a fun It's a fun little clip Anyways, anyways, <sighs> that's my thing about Diddy. Let's talk about stand-up. <laughs> that was my 20-minute rant about why Diddy has always rubbed me the wrong way. Pause. I did stand-up um, last Monday, two days ago. Man. I was the second to last to go up on stage. Brother, let me fucking tell you. When I tell you I was in a dive bar, like a bar that's... The drunkest of drunk fucks walk into the bar, right? And they walk in drunk. They don't get drunk. They walk in drunk. Like their baseline is fucked up and they're there to get more fucked up. And... By the time it was my turn to go up on stage, I kid you not, it was like six people. I just stand up for six people. It felt like I was just talking to a group of friends, but with an amplifier. That's all it was. And it was some bald guy that was just talking. He was not talking. He was mumbling. He was just making noises, just random bird noises. And then he was some at points. He was like clapping, like not when a punchline was told, just like in the middle of it, just in a story, just in the middle of a story, just, ah, and it's like, all right, bro, he was really drunk, and I was like, fucking around with him, he was bald, looked like Bruce Willis, after he got dementia, and, uh, I went up to him, and touched his head, (laughs) while on stage, while on stage, I was like, bro, your head is very shiny, I want to touch your head, and he was like, "Eh." and I was like, can I touch your head, and he kept making noises, I was like, I'm going to take that as a yes. I'm going to touch your head. I went and touched his head. It was very warm. So, um, yeah. So I was on stage for like 11 minutes just being like, bro, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Just roasting people. Man. It was great. It was great. Shit was, um, it was one of those nights. I wanted to be up on stage because it's like the stakes are so low. I, there's nothing I can lose. Nobody's going to be angry with me. There's no hot women <laughs> for me to be embarrassed in front of. There's nothing. There's lowest of stakes. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just go up and fuck around," and that's what I did. But you know what? If you can, if you can have fun on a stage with five, six people watching you, and you can still make a, you know, do a set out of that. You can do a set anywhere, man. You can do a set anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. It was nice. It was a nice time. And then my homie he called me up yesterday while I was at the gym, and was like, "Bro, there's like 70 people here. It's packed in this bar, and there's like four comedians. We need like hella more comedians. Can you pull up?" I was like, "Bro, I just got at, the, I just got to the gym. The place is like a 20, 25 minute drive, and the show starts in 20 minutes. I will not be able to make it. Should have told me sooner." Literally told me like 20 minutes before the show started. And I'm 25 minutes away. And I just got to the gym. And it's like, damn. 70 people. That's a, solid, that's a solid crowd. That's a super solid crowd. To do stand-up in front of. Yeah, that's 10 times, actually, the amount of people that I did stand-up in front of on Monday. Yeah, but I couldn't make it. Next time though, next time should be solid, but I've been doing this bit about, I've been doing this bit about, um, this terrorism bit (laughs) and it is a good bit and it works like 90% of the time. So it's like, I've polished it. I've done it for a long time. And I'm like, okay, that one is in the bank. I need to stop doing that bit. I need to move on to other jokes. Because I've added to it. I've built a bridge on it. I've made it smooth. Like i am polished the transition from that joke to another joke. I've done that smoothly as well. But uh, I want to stop doing it. Because it is like a longer bit because of how I've built it. It is like four minutes. I think it's a four minute bit. And then mix that with the crowd work. I do that for, like, at least five minutes. I do crowd work. If not six, seven. Like, I do a lot of crowd work. I like crowd work. You know, it keeps you on your toes. You have to, like, be ready to come up with, like, something really quick. You got to be really quick with it. got to be really quick with it. So, I always do crowd work. But I want to, you know, I want to put that aside and then build more jokes. You know, use that time to actually work on new written material. Cause I want to build like an hour. <laughs> an hour is crazy. But at least like 50 minutes. I need 50 minutes. I have like 10% of 15 minutes. I have to do I have to do way more. I have to try way more new things. I have to write way more. Yeah, cause, but my terrorism shit, that shit always lands, bro. I'm not going to hold you. I'm really proud of that bit. <laughs> but I have to fucking, I got to stop doing it. Because I get comfortable with it. It's because I'm like, okay, this will make them laugh. But I have to challenge myself. I have to go to places that are like difficult to get laughs still. Like, I, have to, I have to deal with the period of not getting laughs, trying bits and seeing if they work. Which is like a little scarier because they're like, oh, I wanna, I just wanna get the laughs. Because I know this will work, but you know, trying the trying new material, I have to do that. <laughs> it takes a lot of, it takes a lot to not just fall back on old material that you know works. <laughs> you just be up on stage, you're like, fuck, I can turn this night around if I just do that terrorism bit. I can, I can make them love me. But you have to be okay. It's like, I'm going to try new bits, and they might hate it. And they might hate me, and you got to be okay with that. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. Interesting time. Oh, man. Sheesh. Oh, my God. It feels so good to stretch. Why does stretching feel so good? It's silly. That's silly, but yeah. Mm. Taking more, another sip of this tea. It's getting hot in this bitch. Ah, okay. Let me take this shit off. God damn! Hoo. Hitting a solid fucking menopause. Why did it get so hot so fast? Shout out menopause, man. Who got it? Who's going through menopause right now? Not me. It felt like it for a second there. It felt like I was going through one hell of a menopause. Um. Yeah, bro. Diddy stripping. What else was going on with that? I'm just going to look at Twitter real quick and just see what additional information... Bro, <laughs> Meek Mill gotta be like, bro, fuck, why is my name trending? Why am I trending? Bro. It's just memes about Meek Mill throwing it back. <laughs> and then... Andrew Tate is waning on this? Apparently, Diddy was fucking Meek Mill and Usher. No, he literally tweeted like a while ago. Well, right before Christmas last year. He said, I'm the most famous man in the world and avoid speaking to famous people because they're all gay and weird. (laughs) And then he replied to that tweet saying, so P Diddy was having sex with Meek Mill and Usher? (laughs) <laughs> meek mill so i had to grind like that to shine like this what do you mean by that what did you grind on meek mill <laughs> it's just all memes there's nothing informative i can find on twitter it's all memes 50 Cent been trying to put us on about Diddy, but now hearing about Meek Mill and Usher. Because he was telling 50 Cent, oh, yeah, we haven't hung out, man. Like, you got I got to take you shopping one time. Like, let's go shopping. I'll pay for it. And he's like, what? You going to take me shopping? Like, what am I, your bitch? What do you mean you going to take me shopping? And, you know, 50 Cent had money at this point. So he's like, bro, everything has a price tag to it, even though it don't seem like it at first. Everything costs It's nothing free in this industry you take me shopping and then what are you gonna do it's even the way Pusha T said it in um, Runaway he said "Um, every car every blouse every bracelet comes with a price tag baby face it you should leave if you can't accept the basics plenty hoes in the balling motherfucker matrix I don't know Something like that. Here's Fifty Cent talking about it.
1: I'm saying that because of the that what's the name interview? <laughs> Nor, the Trick Champs. Yeah, yeah, And he go when they do when he do it. He says things he doesn't even know what he's saying is like fruity. You know what I'm saying? Like, he says something fabulous and he goes, Yo, no, we no, but me and you, we ain't party. Like we need to party. <laughs> what is he talking about? Yeah, yo. What is he talking about? When uh, people it's say that to me, I get a little uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. Like, he said he said something to me one time, a long time oh, ago, man. at Chris Lighty's wedding. He told me he'd take me shopping. I looked at him like, what the, f- what the what'd you just say? <laughs> Let yeah. me move, man, before I do something. You're going to make me mess up the wedding. Girl. Oh, that's a nice gesture. Let, Let me get out. Of, no, dude, take me there. Do what a guy says, so nice girl. But you've been there now over a decade. I remember when you said the top feels so much I'm better than the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying this. I've been <laughs> saying so this. You've been consistent. When you see, when you see, you see Jay, the kid's put his head down like.
0: Are- yeah bro it's weird it's weird always been weird it's a seventy three page lawsuit, and they have receipts on it bro. It's so strange bro <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right, man. You guys do whatever y'all doing over there, but y'all weird. Stranger things. You want to talk about stranger things? That's the strangest of things I've ever read. It's a French bulldog of ambition. This fucking grosses me out. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That shit is disgusting. That's very gross. Yuck. It's like... People like that is... Bro. Film industry, music industry... It's really wherever you're trying to climb a ladder. You have people like this. Any place... Any industry where you have to climb a ladder, there's people like this. Corporate job climbing ladders, there's somebody up there on that ladder. That's going to help you a few steps if you fuck them and suck them or whatever the fuck they want you to do. But it's so accentuate, accentuated. Is that a word? So accentuated in, in the entertainment industry just because... When you climb ladders, every step is like a mile away from the past step. So you need a big bump. You need somebody that can really bump you up. And unfortunately, those people in the position of to do that, they want a bump of that rump. They want a solid bump of that rump. They want a piece of that ass. I like how it's never like, like why is it never something wholesome that they want you to do? You know what? I'm going to help you reach your career goals. If you just, just go to the soup kitchen and just help the underserved. That's what I want you to do. I just want you to just do some charity work. And I got you, man. I'll help you win a Grammy if you just help that homeless man just pay the rent of that single mother with three kids you do that i got you i got you in your career just something good it's always like let me see how much i can fuck them up huh let me just see how much i can really do damage to their fucking being their soul why can it ne- why is it always the worst perverted Sick thing. Why can't it just be like a good? Why does it always come back to that? When was the last time somebody asked a good of somebody? Some good of somebody. It never happens. Why? In human nature. In human sentiment. Is that never the case? I mean, there probably are, but heavily underreported. I'm sure of it. So that probably does happen. Heavily, grossly underreported, I'll say that. Anyway, this is how the cookie crumbles. <clears throat> this is how the cookie crumbles, brother. <clears throat> It'll get better. It'll get better. Once Diddy is taken down, some other couple of guys get taken down. I need those people in the position of power to really get, you know, knocked off their pedestal. Because, you know what I want, actually? You know what would be way more interesting than Diddy going to prison? Diddy just having all his assets, all his money, like everything, all his contacts... Every bit of power that he has just taken from him and then just put him in the Bronx and just let him start over. I want to see if he can pull that shit off again. That's I would pay to see that, actually. If you just put Diddy with no money, no friends, no resources, no connections, just put him in Nashville. Put him in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's see if he can start from scratch and do that shit all over again. Let's see how ambitious he really is. Let's have him bump into somebody like himself. Let's see what he'll do to climb the ladder. And probably, shit, apparently anything. I want to see if he would, how he would react to being on the other side of that stick. I want to see how he would take it, or if he would just lose, or or snap. If he would just lose it, just lose his fucking mind. That he has to do some gay shit because some other guy, some other executive said so. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Man, I would I would generally pay to see that to just have. Diddy, homeless in Nashville, just trying to pull it together, just get his shit together. Trying to get... He just walks into an office trying to get a deal with somebody and they just tell him to fucking leave. Just have a cameraman following him. Seeing him not be able to succeed. And what if he does it? At that point, you just got to let him do what he does. If he, If you let him start from scratch... In Nashville, like some place that just odds are against him. I want to see if he was just lucky. He was just in the right place, wrong time. The right place, right time. That he, you know, was able to build his business. Or if it was truly just purely skill, pure ambition that did that. If he can do that, if you can make it, if you have five years, this would be like a five seasons, five year long show. Every season we see him and we see if he can climb the corporate ladder or entertainment ladder in Nashville. I don't know why I'm saying Nashville, just because I feel like odds are against him in Nashville. He would like have to do like a, a country song or something, dance in the background. Of country music music videos. Just really it's like refining a samurai sword. That's how I'm seeing it. It's just like, okay, you made it in this city. Let's see if you can make it somewhere else. And then if when he does that, you just put him in Nigeria. Let's see if you can make it from scratch in Nigeria. And then Philippines. Put them in, drop them in the Philippines. Let's see if you can make it from scratch in the Philippines. You don't speak the language, nobody knows you. What can you do? Let's get this bread, right? Need that. Need that to be a show. That would be awesome. (laughs) Just. Diddy's escapades. Diddy's road to riches. Fucking Asia edition. It's like the amazing race. But just following Diddy. Following Diddy not showering for three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, man put them in in prison, bro. I'm not even trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not hating him for no reason. That's what hater really is. It's just like not having a valid reason to hate on somebody. I'm not... I have a valid reason. He's fucking dudes. You know, it's 2024. You can do whatever you want, but he was forcing dudes essentially to fuck him. Cuz he was in a position of power. You know, just being weird. Yeah, he's done for. He's done for. It's time. It's time, bro. This is your exit. Right here. This is the end. This is the last stop. Stop it. Just enough. Ah, this is a comedy podcast, man. <laughs> We're doing pretty uh decent on time. I'm going to switch over to the Patreon episode. So if you want to hear more about this shit, more shit that I got to say about anything, about Diddy, Usher... Meek Mill. What a fucking character Meek Mill is. like. He's just eating wet fries at a pool that he dropped in a pool on his lap. That's, that picture is iconic. The fries on Meek Mill's lap in the pool. <laughs> just closing his legs to keep the fries from falling. Anyways, we're doing good on time. We're going to switch over to the Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening. To the Father Show Podcast. If you haven't checked out the Patreon, do so. Uh, You know, bonus episodes every week. So, you know, double up on the content if you enjoy that. And, uh, yeah, it would greatly support the channel because we have no sponsors. But, hey, if you're just uh, watching, liking, subscribing, and commenting, I appreciate you still. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel any way that you do. And uh, yeah, so so I'm going to switch over to the Patreon and uh, I'll see you guys
1: next week. Fun episode. All right. Peace out, guys.